turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. It's a joy to have you join us today. We must be diligent in our prayer life, in the study of God's word, and in our determination to meet God's commandment to live a life of holiness. The evidence is clear. We see and hear it every day. Satan will stop at nothing to pervert his malicious agenda the world over, even among the saints of God. We must put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand in these evil days and continue to win souls for Christ. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues part five of this series. Uh, So we live holy by continuous washing with the word of God, paying close attention. You know, when I was in the verse, I was exegeting the verse, I was paying close attention to the phrase, the phrases in that verse, line by line, precept by precept, paying close attention. That's how come some of y'all can't grow. You're not paying close attention to the word. And then giving the word your undivided attention. Now, every time you sit down with the word, when you come to church, when you go, when you, when you pray or whatever you do, Satan is a master distractor. And he's going to distract your mind. All of a sudden, you get perfect memory. Memory, you forget. You forget what you're supposed to pick up at H E B, the store. You all of a sudden you forgot a call, or a text, or email. Everything. But you know what? When when you're on your knees, if you ever get on your knees. Now, if you can't get on your knees, sit on your bed. All right. Some of you can't bow. We know that. But if you can't bow, bow your head. If you can't bow your knee. Bow your head. Bow something. And give God your undivided attention to the word of God and then apply it to your heart. Psalms 119.9 says, how can a young man cleanse his way? How can an old man, how can a middle-aged person, anyone cleanse their way? By taking heed according to the word. Uh, Number three, Christians live holy as we live in pursuit of God with our whole heart. Christians live holy as we live in pursuit of God with our whole heart. Now, some people, uh, they, they pursue everything but God. They pursue more money. They pursue facelifts. They want a certain look, and they begin to patch things up and stitch things up because they want that certain look. Won't you save yourself some money? Won't you invest it in the kingdom? Because it's going to all drop again. It's going to drop just he keeps saying good morning. That fix up will drop down. Okay. All right. You pursue that. You pursue the game, the, the championship games and all of these things. But, but, but we need to live in pursuit of God with our whole heart. Psalms 119.10a says, with my whole heart, I have sought you, God. When one is intentional and passionate about learning the word of God, he or she will pursue it with all of his or her inner being. 
Everything within you will pursue God. It's the driving motivation of your life, living in pursuit of God. It's okay to pursue education. It's okay to pursue a good career. It's okay to do these things, goals and dreams and all that. But what are those things if you haven't first first of all lived in pursuit of God? Number four, believers maintain holiness by staying focused and not being distracted away from the word of God. Believers maintain holiness by staying focused and not being distracted away from the word of God. This will keep us from being ignorant. Well, you're not distracted. You, you, you won't be deceived and led astray, which results in personal sin and defilement. Beloved, I want you to hear this. This is a big thought. A great sin in the church today is willful ignorance of God's word. That's, that's the great sin of the church today. Look how quiet it got. That's why you're thinking because that's a, that truth hit like a log between the eye. The great sin, I said again, you need to write it down, of the church today is willful ignorance of God's word. Some of y'all gonna stand before the judge and say, God, I didn't know. He's gonna say, ignorance of my law is, is of no excuse. You've had it all around you. You've heard it from the preacher, you heard it from the teacher, you've heard it through evangelists, you've heard it on the radio, you've seen it on the internet. The word is everywhere. Today, the word is going forth like never before. If you are ignorant, you need to ask yourself, why am I biblically ignorant? There's a reason. Perhaps it's because you don't even care. Psalms 119.10b says, Oh, let me not wonder from your commandments. Beloved, Satan will do everything within his power to keep you distracted. He will do everything in his power to keep you ignorant. He will do everything within his power to keep you deceived, which results in your wandering and drifting from the word. And when you drift from the word, there will be a drifting from the church. People drift from the church because they drifted from the word. And when you drift from the word, you be, then you become transient. You go to this church today, and next week you're down the street. Next week you northeast. The following week you southeast. Next week you east side. Next Sunday you west side. Listen, what in the world are you full of when you're moving like that? And how do you gain spiritual footage and spiritual roots when you can't be yourself still long enough to grow and be like Jesus? When you are trans- being transient and not fulfilling God's purpose for your life is a result of your wandering from the law of God. My friend, we live in a day where there are many Christian roamers. How about that statement? Say roamers. Romers. Wandering, meandering all over the place. Zoom, zoom. Roamers with no sense of purpose no sense of direction for their lives, nor the lives of their children. Beloved, you cannot fulfill God's destiny for your life until you become like the psalmist who says in Psalms 1 and 3. The psalmist says, he shall be like a tree. 
You see a great big oak tree? That tree didn't become an oak tree because it hopped across the fence one day and then it hopped over into another field the next day and then it jumped backwards. That tree's not going to do all that. Where you planted that seed, that's where it grows. The roots grow deep. It grows up and it is unshakable. Why? Because it stayed in one place long enough to get roots and substance to be a mighty oak with strong limbs that you can climb on. You can even make a swing on it and swing on those limbs. And even some trees, the roots go so deep, they bend and blow when the wind blows, but they don't even break. You know, he shall be like a tree planted. When are you going to plant yourself? and be still. Well, I go to that church over there because I like the music. I go to that church over there because they got the parking lot. I go to that church over there because they got comfortable seats. I go to that church over there because they got a nursery. When are you going to go to the church? Because the word is there. The presence of God is there. The people are holy there. Uh, You can sense revival there. When are you going to go to the church for those reasons? Planted by the rivers of water that look, and when you're planted, and when you're getting watered, the water of life, the water of the word of God, that brings forth its fruit in its season. This season in your life, you ought to be bearing fruit. Where are the fruits? What child are you tutoring? What child are you mentoring? What choir are you in? Or where's the media ministry? Where's uh, where's the mentoring ministry? Where are you? What about the prison ministry? What about the nursing home ministry? What about neighborhood outreach? When we go and knock on doors in the neighborhood telling folk about Jesus, where is the fruit of your life? The, the scripture says, whose leaf also shall not wither. Some of your spiritual lives have withered and you are dry. Just as dry as you can be. You talk dry, you act dry, you come to church and get your best sleep because you're dry. You just dry, dry, dry. You're spiritually brittle. Brittle. You, you, you're not refreshed. And so you're withering. And whatever he does will prosper. Do you realize when you allow the word to, to have its way in you, And when you allow it to be activated and unleashed in your life, do you realize God will prosper the work of your hands? The more we study and meditate on the Word of God, the more we are able to apply holiness to our daily lives and draw on it whenever we need it. There is strength and power in knowing the Word for ourselves. By doing so, we are able to apply the Word in every aspect of our lives and utilize it as effective witnesses for the Kingdom of God. With the Word of God in our hearts, we have joy that the world cannot give or take away. And the sin that Satan perpetuates decreases because it no longer has power over us. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate day and night. And you shall meditate day and night to do all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Don't expect success apart from the world. Now, don't be mindful. Satan can give you success, too. Satan can give you just enough success to keep you from God. 
He's a cunning, crafty devil, and he don't work. He does not work the same way in everybody's life. So stop looking at the next person. He's going to work differently in their life than he's working in your life. And he changed his strategy to keep you all messed up, deceived, and out of the will of God. And whatever he does shall prosper. God will prosper your life. Number five, hiding the word of God in our hearts keep us from sinning against God and others. Hiding the word of God in our hearts keep us from sinning against God and others. Psalms 119.11 says, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's why you put the word. You put the word in your heart so that you won't sin against God. If you don't sin against God, then you won't be so comfortably sinning against others. Hiding the word of God in our hearts will keep us from living a life of sin. Hiding the word of God in our hearts will keep us from living a life of sin. The more word we have in our hearts, the less sin will be manifested in our lives. You are destined to fall into sin when Satan can get you to doubt the word of God. Because there is no other foundation upon which to stand apart from the word of God that's sufficient and eternal. Beloved, apart from obedience to the scripture, there will be no holiness in your life. Living by the Bible results in holiness. How many of you want to be holy? Let me see your hands. You really want to be holy. Some of you want to raise your hand. I want to be holy. I'm not satisfied where I am. And you get holy by living by the Bible. You are going out to college. Take your Bible with it and live by it. You say everybody else is doing something else. If they all going to hell, you want to go too? You, 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 you ought to be the stop sign, the spiritual stop sign in the lives of your peers and tell them you're going the wrong way, wrong way, wrong way. You're going to fall off the cliff, cliff and have imminent destruction. Beloved, apart from obedience to the scripture, there will be no holiness in one's life. Living by the Bible results in holiness. Living without the Bible results in an ungodly and hellish life. Number six, we live holy when we submit to God and keep our eyes on him. We live holy when we submit to God and keep our eyes on him. James chapter four, verse seven says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, some of you say, get away, devil, get away, devil. I bind you, devil. I bind you, devil. I rebuke you, devil. Shut up talking like that. He laughing at you. (laughs) He laughing. You know, he said, why is he laughing? He's laughing at you because you haven't done the first thing. You haven't submitted to God. He's not going to resist if you haven't submitted to God. Therefore, submit to God. That means to listen to God, obey God, follow God, worship God. Then you resist the devil and he will flee, run from you. The key phrase in this verse is submission to God. Hebrews 12, 2a also says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Apart from submission and keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus, it is impossible to live holy. It is impossible to resist the devil and even expect him to flee from you. In other words, the devil does not fear your authority. If if you're not submitting to God, if you're not living by the book, he does not fear your authority, but he does fear the authority of believers who are holy. He fears the authority of believers who rely exclusively on the name of Jesus. He respects the authority of those who live according to the scriptures. Then when you speak, your words have power. There, There are prerequisite for spiritual power 
that will rebuke the devil and make him flee. Did you get what I said? Stop, stop saying rebuke, bind, and all that like the devil is going to pay attention to you and you don't read your Bible, you're living like the devil, you're looking at everything on the sun, you're in pornography, you're half crazy in the head, and you're talking about get out of here, devil. He jump all over you and clean your clothes off. <laughs> Finally, but not the least, we must continually, if we're going to live holy, we must continually confess our sins to maintain a life of holiness. We must continually confess our sins to maintain a life of holiness. First uh, John chapter one, verses seven through 10. I'm going to go through this and let me just exegete this some. First John, first John chapter one, verses seven through 10. It says, but if we walk, that's to live in the light. See, now some of y'all, uh, y'all, y'all not following Jesus because you love the dog. You go to dog places, doing strange things in the dog. Matter of fact, the dog it gets, the more alive you become. That's right. Dog music. Wear some dog clothes. Put some dog tattoos on you. Uh-huh. You go in the dog alleys. You, you know, 11 o'clock, you just putting your clothes on because you like the dog. Like a vampire. You begin to move and run. But if we walk in the light as he is like, Jesus is God of light. He's, in the, he's the embodiment of light. We have fellowship. The Greek word is koinonia. Say koinonia. It means to have in common. We have fellowship with God when we're walking in light and not walking uh, in, the, in the deeds of darkness, in the way of darkness, in the way of, of, of Satan and his demonic realm. We have fellowship with one another. Now, you can't have fellowship with me and I can't have fellowship with you if you don't first have fellowship with God. That's why some of y'all can't get along. Some of y'all can't get There's some people about radio, television. Some of y'all are that too. You can't get along with anybody. You can't get along with your children. You can't get along with your husband. You can't get along with your wife. You can't get along with your in-laws. Wherever you come, here comes trouble. Can't, can't eat a Thanksgiving turkey together. Can't celebrate Christmas. All your issues just spoil everything. You break fellowship why? With people, because you don't even have fellowship with God. And you can't have fellowship with one another until you first have fellowship with whom? God. And the blood of Jesus, I love this. Listen, the blood is precious. His son cleanses us from all sin. Now, underline that. See, y'all don't underline your Bible. Don't be afraid to write in your Bible. If, not, if it's not yours, don't, don't write in it. But if it's yours, write in it. Right in it. My Bible is all written up. I can't hardly read this. It's all highlighted and written up and marked up. That's the way I can't hardly turn the pages. They're so flimsy. Uh, Cleanses us from all sin. All sin. In other words, the blood of Jesus is sufficient. There is no sin that the blood can't clean up. There's no sin so great that the blood can't wash away. Verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The most deceived person is a person that says, ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm all right just like I am. I don't need God. They're a fool. They do need God. And the truth is not in them. Verse 9, if we confess, that is to agree with God about your sins, our sins, missing the mark, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And to cleanse us from all 
unrighteousness. Now look at the text. I'm, I'm going to show you something. Look at the text, you all. This is Maranatha Bible Church. There is a progression for confession and getting clean and right with God. It is there in verse 9. Look at the progression for cleanliness. You, you have to confess. See? You got to confess our sins. huh? And once you confess, he forgives your sins. And when he's forgiven your sin, he cleanses your sins. Confess your sins, forgive your sins, cleanse your sin from all unrighteousness. Now, verse 10 says, it gets down on people who get beside themselves. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him, the Lord, a liar. Now, it's, it's bad to call the Lord a liar. If you sin, nothing wrong with me. I ain't no sin in me. Uh, I'm not a sinner. That means God is a liar. If God says you're a sinner and you say you're not, that means you say you're telling the truth and God is lying. And that's blasphemous. And his word is not in us. You better know it's not in you. That is so foreign to the word. So antithetical to the word. To confess means to agree with God about our sins and to repent of them. Confession of sin must be, must be done daily because it's so easy to sin. Do you realize it's easy to sin? Hold it. Why do you sin? Why do you sin? I'm going to give you the answer. I'm not going to leave you hungry. I'm just asking you a question. You don't have to answer it because you might not be able to. You might say the wrong things. So let me help you out. You know why you sin? Because you like it. That's why you sin. Why do you eat pound cake <laughs> and, and pork chops and gravy and cornbread and black eye bean, uh, black eye bean, black eye peas? You eat it because you what? You don't have folks sin. You don't have to teach folk to sin, but you do have to teach them to live holy and how to live holy, huh? They come in the world kicking and screaming and sinning. That's right. They could, why? Because they got a sin nature. You say, where they get it from? Mom and daddy. Right. Yes, you do. That's why that little joker acting all crazy. He got it right from you. You acting just like your mom and daddy. They, and, where did you, and where did you get it from? Their mom and daddy, their mom and daddy, 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 all the way back to Adam and Eve. Y'all hanging with me? It's so easy to sin by thought, word, and deed. There is no holiness apart from daily confession of sins. In closing, in heaven we will be so overwhelmed with the glory, majesty, and the continual acknowledgement of the whole holiness of God. I love that great passage in Revelation chapter 4 verse 8 which says, The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You know, so no, no days or night there. So they, when you say, are they through? No, they just say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was, is, and is to come. Holy, 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 Lord God. I mean, they're moving all over. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. Holy, holy, in the presence of God. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, who is to come. Holy, holy. Holy, 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 holy. God is holy, holy. Oh, I'm getting happy. God is holy, 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 hol
he's a holy God. God is holy in heaven. Time will be no more. There will be no more days, no more nights, no more weeks, no more months, no more minutes, no more clocks. As a matter of fact, time will be no more. The angels eternally rejoice at the holiness of Jehovah God. The mysterious beauty of these celestial angels is amazing as they gaze at the glory of Christ who sits on the throne with splendor, beauty, majesty, and power. They proclaim the holiness of God with passion, joy, and excitement. I can visualize and hear the angels saying perpetually, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. I like that old song that says, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Holy, 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 all the saints adore thee, casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea. Cherubims and seraphim falling down before him who wert and art and evermore shall be. Holy, 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 though the darkness hide thee, though the eye of sinful man thy glory may not see, only thou, God, are holy, there is none beside thee, perfect in power, in love, and purity, holy, 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 God, Lord God Almighty, all thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. And all God's children said, Amen. God bless you. Living a life of holiness reaps benefits we cannot imagine. At the end of life, as we know it on earth, we enjoy life eternal with our Heavenly Father who loves us so much, He gave His sinless Son for us. In the beginning, God knew we would need Jesus Christ to intercede for us until we are called from labor to reward. And oh, what awaits us when we get home someday? If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching, or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.